Hello and welcome to the Flagpole Sitters Podcast. <laughs> Legends of Philadelphia. We're your hosts. I'm Tony Slippery Shaft Pro. And this is my schoolyard chum, Johnny Glade Girder Zito. <laughs> Joining oh, us on like engineering that. duties is Brian Buttery Beam Beerman. <laughs> A taste of for all three of us. <laughs> you might be wondering, was Batman's pole greased too? Well, in addition to being Philadelphia natives, Zito and I have a lifestyle brand, South Fellini, that focuses on Philly culture and in-jokes and comfort and podcasts and wet-ass poles. Wop. That's what wop means. Lots of times, customers will ask us, is the Schuylkill River water acidic enough to clean engine grease, or they want to know... <laughs> Which industrial lubricant we use on our cheesesteaks. So we started to start this podcast as an easy explainer for new Philadelphians and a refresher for the old heads. The city fascinates and excites us. So we're hoping to share that with you. That was by far my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> this was Worst intro ever. This this intro was uh, dirtier than we, the the forum intro. Worse. This was this was X. The forum was classy. The forum is like we're showing adult erotica <laughs> theater. It's theater. <laughs> this was. These are some slippery poles. These are some greasy poles we're going to be talking about today. Greasy poles. Wops. Some wet ass poles. <laughs> okay. You're so pleased. <laughs> it's, uh, oh yeah, uh, and shout out to uh, Shelly Shelly Was for asking us to cover this. Yeah, this is a really oh, interesting her, topic. Her idea, great idea. Thanks, Shelly. So the Philadelphia Phillies are on their way to the World Series, and you know what that means: city workers must grease the telephone poles on Broad Street. They must. They must. I I literally just got this. The I signed up for the Phillies lottery to get tickets at face value. Yeah, did you get? Did you win? Said, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually going to cost more for you. <laughs> How dare you? Do they charge you for losing? <laughs> I probably couldn't afford it anyway. No. Even at house hey, value. Where the shot? Face value. <laughs> Uncongratulations, Beerman. If someone wants to take me, Beerman's willing to go. Game. All right, I'll do it. So we grease the poles to deter revelers from climbing above cheering crowds to chug beers. Uh, you might think this solution was born of necessity. However, the tradition of climbing greased poles began centuries ago and has been a decades-long tradition in Philadelphia. Join us today as we explore the history of lubricated logs. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 there, there's so many phrases I already don't like. We're three minutes in this. so stupid. I, I can't tell you how Some alliterations, you know. I can't tell you how easily it came to me. It, it just implode. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> Have you guys ever climbed a greasy pole? No. No, I never yeah. did. But so the other night, the Phillies, uh, if you're listening to us, I guess, it, when it comes out, the Phillies uh, are in the World Series. They won the other night. They clinched. And so I went on Broad Street and... Uh, they greased up the poles beforehand, and it didn't even didn't even slow people down from climbing up the. <laughs> climbing up the I mean, it, it must discourage some. 
Like I would, I would like, I I would flirt with the idea of climbing a pole, but I'm like, you know what? It's got grease on it. I'm not going to do that. I don't even. But but for so many people, it's like, oh, they're greasing the poles now. I'm definitely going to do it. It's. I like, have seen people who would never do want to do that want to do it now. It's a spite so, thing, yeah. It's spite, and there's nothing more satisfying than spite. I, I myself don't even like to get my hands sticky, so this is not something I, don't like, I would ever yep, volunteer. I'm with for. you, Zito. I'm with you. Yeah, I will. I just don't like climbing. I I would fall. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always impressed. There was a video. I think Leanne posted it. It was somebody downtown who climbed a pole, and I guess their friends left, and they couldn't. They (laughs) couldn't get. They couldn't get down, and they had to call the firefighters. Had to come. How embarrassing! Like like a cat stuck in a tree. (laughs) They had to get. They had to. They had to get their ladder. But I, I, I like I if I was that person, I mean, I would never do that anyway. But like I would break my leg by falling before I would call just the embarrassment of like them coming out and having to do that. Look, you know, we're 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 recording this. We're recording this in between like before the World Series had even started before game one. Yeah, it didn't start. Yet. I don't know where they are when this, by the time this comes out, but like. We're saying how ridiculous that is, but if they win, I, I feel like, yeah, let's climb that pole, you know? <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. What's, oh, what's okay. like, I don't know. It's it's just, like, like something that. changes, you know? First yeah. of all, like all laws, there are none. <laughs> they cease to exist after a world championship. Yeah. There's no sort <laughs> of rules. Yeah. Have a good time is the only rule. <laughs> and they'll fine you if they find out you aren't. It's illegal not to parties, you know? We fought for your right to party back in the <laughs> late 80s, early 90s, and uh, it would be a shame if you didn't exercise that right this November. To party, not vote, not vote. <laughs> well, I'm talking about partying. I didn't say don't vote. I just said, I, said, I just said make sure you party. <laughs> you could do both. They're mutually exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> so last week we did the episode about Lincoln's train tour yeah after he died and so on sunday we were looking up me and i was talking to zito and i was like what's the picture gonna be and we were trying to find a picture from back then and there was and you were like oh we should look up him lying in state in uh, independence hall right so we looked it up and there's one picture of like there's like a crowd of people he's lying in state and there's like eight to ten people in trees uh, trying to get a better view. It's like we've literally been climbing poles since eight, them eighteen hundreds. Like, do you think Lincoln could climb a greased pole? He he has a very long reach, and, and I, I imagine he'd get a good grip. It's about it's about the foot grip, I think. Hmm. I don't I don't think it's about your fingers, although that probably helps. I don't know. Did you get splinters? I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, Trove, you got to do it. No. It's a race. <laughs> he definitely could do it because he was like chopping down trees and stuff, right? That's true. So he probably climbed a few. He would yeah. bite through them. So probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,. I, I was surprised to unearth a whole history of, uh, of of greased pole climbing. It is not it is not something that is just going on here in South Philly when we win a World Series or a Super Bowl. 
So uh, we're going to dive deep into this history today. Um. <laughs> you didn't have to even you didn't even have to dive that deep. <laughs> <laughs> The greased pole, or albero della cucagna, is an old tradition in which teams compete in climbing to the top of a greased pole to reach prizes of meat, cheese, gifts, and money. <laughs> there's meat at the top of this. There's meat at the top of these poles. If there's cheeses and gifts and meats, that does that it does inspire. That's a pole worth climbing, right? You're not just getting up there to chug a beer. You're getting up there to get a beer. There's something there's something tasty at the top. Yeah, especially if it's cured. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my I'm wearing my my most frictiony pants. Your I'm corduroys. My cords. <laughs> zip, 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 zip. <laughs> <laughs> Originating in Sicily in the 19th century, today it is considered a sport and is officially recognized by the Italian Olympic Committee. <laughs> hey! What? It's is that for real? Sport. That's for real! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a sport. Representing Sicily, Zito. <laughs> Kissing my muscles. My greasy Kissing muscles. muscles. Yep. <laughs> it's a sport, Beerman. The Italian said it was a sport. It's not a game. Oh, okay. This is definitely more of a sport than chess is, though. Oh, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, every year they have a national championship in Italy. It is held and divided into two categories. Pole A is 13 meters, and pole B is 9 meters. What's the, so what's, there's, what's the difference? Wow. Or what's... Does one have obstacles or something? No, it's just the di distance and height. It's like is a diff difference between like about forty feet and thirty feet. Speed. Uh, it's like it's like a, it's like like a, a sprint or a marathon. Yeah. yeah. There's no beginner level. It's intermediate and expert. You know. Mm. And you start at twigs and you work your way up. <laughs> like how does it? <laughs> they just put the grease on the floor and you try not to fall. And so they train. Where do they get the grease? That's a great question. I have no idea. It, it comes mm. from well, well, we'll get into the into the, how we're in Philly, but back then, I gotta oh, imagine yeah. like animals just and animal stuff. Fat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mystery <laughs> grease. Yeah, like mystery grease. Fat, if there's you know? an Olympic committee about this, it has to be like a specified kind of grease, like. Right. So I do know that stuff. They use okay. they they use uh they use uh. Hydraulic lubricants, like for machines. Oh. Okay. Yeah, makes that's, sense, right? That's a. That's the hard stuff. I guess when you're, I guess when you're in, in the com, in the competition level, in the competitive level, I guess I imagine in like the small towns, it's like. It's whatever. You roast a pig. The Italians take this very yeah, seriously. <laughs> they, all, right, all right, all right. I get. I'm silly. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anthropologist James Frazier places the greased pole origin in the arboreal cults spread throughout Europe. They believed beneficial powers contained in the spirit of the tree could magically bestow gifts and good fortune. 
Yeah, fruit. What more do you want? <laughs> Short beats. It wasn't enough that this tree gave you a fig. You need you, you need like some mozzarella too. Come on. This is like there's nothing going on. Let's see, let's let's climb this tree. Let's make it harder. <laughs> this is some old world thing stuff. Yeah, this is like <laughs> this is like ancient cults. Yeah, this is like pagan forest cults. These are people living in the this forest. This is what people did before podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> According to Fraser, the Kukagna tree was pruned to resemble the modern May Day trees. Say that again. Leaving, say it from, for say it over. No, just say it though. What kind of tree was it? Oh, Kukagna. <laughs> What's funny about the word Kukagna, Pyramid? <laughs> Kukagna. You can't see, but he he did the thing with his hands when he said it. <laughs> I'll paint the picture. When he, when he, when the he, picture. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he got his, 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 his hand underneath his neck, and he, like, he like pushed it towards you. <laughs> that motion. You can't say, words like this you can't say without an accent. It's hard to, it's hard to pronounce them without it. It's like... Kukagna. <laughs> You're trying. Yeah, buongiorno. <laughs> so they trimmed these local trees to look like May trees, what we think of as May Day trees, and uh, then various foodstuffs could be hung enticingly at the top. So everything was trimmed up until the top, and then there's just a tiny like little point, a tiny little Christmas tree left at the, uh, uh, on top of these branches, and that's where they would hang these meat and cheeses and, and gifts. Oh, and I things. see. I see. You see how it's all kind of connected to like a Christmas tree, too, and, and mm. all of this stuff is like... I guess I kind of... <laughs> it's a cult, right? It's, a cult. it's like you're hanging like, like, like uh, ornaments. Like it's very... Uh, you're the ornament. Very pagan. Well, it's like... No, like, like the prizes are the ornaments. The prizes, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. W- w- Rem- was that the only uh, thing the cult believed? No, it was like multiple cults. It was like a common... It was a common shared belief uh, so between lots of these... So this wasn't like the main like, thing. No, no. This was just something like lots of different cultures living in the forests yeah. of Europe did in, you know, early or prehistory, uh, before the Middle Age, before medieval times and things like that. And, uh, Fern Gully era. <laughs> Fern Gully era, yeah. Back, back, uh, back on Middle Earth, they uh, they would do this shit. Fern Gully. <laughs> uh, the various foodstuffs would be hung up top, like we said, and then congregants tried to take those prizes with much difficulty and great delight. So at this point in, in the history, you know, it's just like it's part of a festival. It's part of like a, a religious thing. They're commemorating the uh, the uh, the equinox or the or the solstice, you know, wherever it falls for their culture. But they're, mm-hmm. it's just a shared tradition that exists in all kinds of cultures. They just apply it differently. Just being weird in the woods at wintertime. Yeah. Well, we did that episode on uh, on the the cult that that lived in Fairmount Park and yeah. uh, in the early 1700s or yeah, early 1700s, I think. They were just out there trying to reconnect with nature, and I think uh, similarly, these you know more ancient cults were the first guys to do it, and then those cults that we talked about in the 1700s, they were like trying to recapture that. If you had, if you were going to join a cult, I would rather. Ju- 
I'd rather join an old timey cult than a modern cult, but I'd probably rather join a seventies cult most of all. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> so I had to, I had to restructure my my, my that. that. Hmm. I guess I would rather if I had to join a cult, I would rather join a new agey cult because then it's it cult. seems like they do a lot of like hanging out indoors. They use they use plumbing and and hot water, and I think I could survive. I got to go to the bathroom if I'm joining a cult. <laughs> like a I always cult. think about these things. I guess, yeah. A lot of them don't have running water, though, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're living out in some commune in the woods or something, and you're climbing Mayday trees, uh, uh, looking right. for meats and cheeses, how many showers a year do you think that guy gets? I mean, All right, I'm not. I'm. I quit this cult. Yeah, cult. Cult. <laughs> I'm joining Zeta's. Cult. They're. They're. I'm joining the, the the source family. They all come down to we want to have sex with with your wives or. Whatever. Like that's all. Any no, of these I cults quit come. this cult. I quit that's this every, cult too. Every cult comes down to some <laughs> weird sex monster thing. Like it's, this is this is true. It's all just bullshit. <clears throat> I don't. Wanna, I I take it all back. I don't want to join any cult. Uh, uh, everybody, everybody wants you to climb a greasy pole. Whether you're yeah, uh, yeah. that's what I was saying. If, if it was just about the greasy, well, pole, I was just hanging in the woods, climbing poles, eating eating. Cured what beats, about the, the laughing, what about the, the, the Heaven's Gate people? They had those sweet Nikes, dude. Or is it oh, Reeboks those were or sweet whatever? Nikes. Those were they sweet were Nikes. Fit. They had a nice aesthetic. You got to read the fine print on that on that cult on the sign, sign up. Sign me up. Free shoes. I'm, I'm signing I, up. I I quit these cults. Free shoes. I get to keep the sweatpants. <laughs> In the province of Toronto, the game of Kukagna was performed on the evening of December 24th in the main square of the town as part of a town-wide celebration. The greased pole seems to be all that remains of the archaic sacred tradition, stripped of all magic or religious meaning, and reduced to a game for young people. I so it's still around now. It's kind of been like married into the Christmas tradition. Stripped of tradition. all magic. Just a regular air grease pole. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see like a, I wish there was like a NFL films <laughs> filming this. Like, <laughs> they took the magic out of grease pole. Like complaining about it. Like Starbucks did it. <laughs> We're putting the put the magic back. Put the magic back in, in your grease, grease pole this Christmas. In grease pole, yeah. That's uh, Italy's tourism campaign this year, actually. I I like it. This is so stupid. <laughs> 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 like it's such as every every time they have the grease the poles, it's just like it's so stupid and juvenile and dangerous, and I love it. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I like the idea of like being really dutiful about greasing the pole, making sure you get extra grease at the top. Anybody can grease the bottom. <laughs> So this event used to have real cultural, spiritual meaning, and then it became kind of a game that was integrated with Christmas, and uh, now it's uh, it's more of like a, a fun thing than it is some kind of like sacred tradition. And like I was saying earlier, you can kind of see how like presents under the tree and Christmas and how it all kind of got married together. Um, at some point, the Italian immigrants brought their pole climbing traditions to 9th Street. 
South Philly's Italian Market Festival started out small in 1971. It was just an excuse to stroll around Bella Vista after mass, feast on roast pork, and play bingo. In just a few years, organizers say more than 150,000 people would cram 9th Street from Capitola Playground to Catherine Street. Sounds like a good time. I mean, they're, they're like, oh, it's no big deal. We're just going to hang out and just eat roast pork sandwiches. It's like, that sounds great. Yeah. Signed, uh, 150,000 people. <laughs> cut to everyone else thinks it's a good idea, too. <laughs> everyone doing that. <laughs> uh, they still do it today. It's the it's the same 9th Street Festival that goes on now. It's uh, not as uh, as jam-packed as it was, but it's competing with more festivals around the city when it happens. You know, it's There's so many people show up. It is such a shit show. It's, it's great. It is still packed, though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the star attraction of the event was the Greased Pole. Standing 25 feet high, slathered with lard, and topped with prizes like slabs of prosciutto, logs of provolone, and envelopes of money. What, what else could you possibly want? When they like first started planning the, the festival, they were like, okay, all right, I'll bring the roast pork, and you'll bring the... Well, who's going to bring the grease pole? Who's going to bring the grease for the pole? Like, this was something that had to be like figured out and, and, and decided. The grease commission. And I, the Grease Commission. I love the idea of the first guys who had to figure this out in 1971. Were they already doing it on their own, like as in an amateur style? And then this was them going pro. Everybody move back, move back. The, the Grease police are coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Shimmying up the greased pole was no use. So neighborhood guys had to get creative. Some tucked rags in their pockets to degrease the pole as they went. Others that be illegal. That's illegal. It's part of the game. That. That, no, you're allowed that's to bullshit. do it. No, no, that's that bullshit. Be you're allowed to wear super absorbent that's like, pants. That's like, uh, that's like icing and hockey. You Officer, can't do that. arrest this man. You're you're allowed to wear super absorbent pants. You're allowed to put a towel oh, between your legs. Pants. Get out of here. This you can know. you can do it like that, but everybody you know, in, uh, everybody in knows Italy, you, everybody you knows you cheated, dude. Yeah. You grease yourself up, and you made it even harder for yourself. They put a little asterisk next to your name when they when they yeah, put it's it. Like in Barry the Bonds. Yeah, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire. Um, <laughs> Not the real champs. Yeah, no. No, sit down. <laughs> Others formed human pyramids. Cheaters. They That's what people us. do now is they like push each other up, which I think is cheating also. Because in it, Italy, they have a. That. In Italy, they have solo I, and they have. Uh, it's got. A, it should be solo. Event. Solo well, is the solo real. and team event. It's two. It's two different categories. I respect that. <laughs> solo is the so real. Everyone knows I respect that. <laughs> well, it's like a relay race versus the hundred meter dash. You know. Most people, it's just like they climb on top of each other, but that that you know, then you're not even climbing the pole. So it's 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 it's. I just think that's bullshit. <laughs> Strong opinions on this one. According to legend, creative thinkers coated themselves in sand for traction and took on the appearance sand. of a chicken cutlet. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they're greased up. They have lard all over them. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure they were really popular that day around, <laughs> around my festival. I mean, if you have if you have uh, all that provolone, you sure are rubbing on my face. Frankie Longo first attempted the ascent in 1982 at the age of 11. 11. Prodigy. 11. He's a phenom. Well, He's the Tiger Woods. It's of like, it, it is like chess. 
It, it doesn't matter. You, you could be a, an old person, a young strategy. person. Yeah, He's strategy. the Bobby Fisher of greased pole climbing. Wow. <laughs> Frankie said he and his cousins pulled each other up arm by arm to the top of the pole, so they went as a group. Where the, an envelope awaited them with $400 cash inside. That's pretty good. Even not, today, not that's bad. pretty good. Not bad, 1982. I mean, you split that with your cousins, $400 goes a long way in 1982. You'll have a dollar each. <laughs> Christmas. We need a soundboard for Christmas. <laughs> oh, that was really good, Joe. That was. Uh, I'm gonna think about that later and laugh too. <laughs> that was really funny. Other prizes included gift certificates to Esposito's and a fast pass to skip the line at Isgro's Bakery on Christmas Eve. Oh my That's god! Pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Can you imagine rolling into Isgro's on Christmas Eve, just flashing Excuse your golden me. ticket? Excuse me. You make every single person in line mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I would relish like you're that like, You're about to order You're like alright fine Time to order You get many oh. evil eyes that day Here comes Frankie Longo With his <laughs> fast pass <laughs> <laughs> He comes in with $400 in cannolis <laughs> He climbs that pole for his grandma Every year Wow It's a heartwarming story <laughs> $400 in 1982 is worth $1,230.29 today. Damn. It's a good haul for an 11-year-old. It's a lot. Yeah. Of, yeah. In 1982, you know how many wacky packages, stickers they could, they could get? <laughs> how many garbage pal kids? <laughs> how many new Cokes? <laughs> Longo did it again. And again, throughout the 90s, and became a living legend. His last summit was in 1997, when the street festival was was suspended for five years due to street construction. Five years. Five years. It took five years. Five years That's how long it took to fix, to fix the street. Five years. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. I don't remember that sinkhole, but I do remember it being under construction for a long time. Jeez. I think like the entire time I was in school. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we always say, like, the 93 Phillies didn't get a chance the next year because there was the baseball strike. This is like, who knows? He could have he could have been climbing it today still. He could have yeah. still been on top. If he would have yep, stayed in shape. He went to Italy and became a star. <laughs> Kids wearing his jersey. We watching him on, uh, on, we watch him on Rye TV. <laughs> <laughs> when the fair was rebooted, the poll didn't make a return. The event required a title sponsorship to pay for the insurance, but that was no longer affordable. I have always wondered about the insurance. What, or, if, <laughs> what insurance company would pay? Like, like oh, you guys are going to climb yeah. like, 25 feet not in the air? <laughs> well, I think it's one of those things. It's like five years, right? So it was like 2002 they came back, and I think after 9-11, everything was like so much more rigid. You had to sign into every building you, you needed to walk into. There was no way they were, that an insurance company was just going to I knew you were going to bring up 9-11 somehow. I, know, I, I know. bring it up every episode. <laughs> People should tune into my other blog or my other podcast. <laughs> it started as a blog. Now we sell vitamin supplements. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> 
Anyway, I think it got stricter. I think it was a changing of the guard. You know, Y two K snowflakes. I'll answer the question. That's what it is. <laughs> so the greased pole disappeared, and uh, most people just forgot about it. To be honest, uh, I think, I think if you had brought it up to somebody in you know you would you would, you would look like a fool. Yeah, I think if you brought it up to somebody in two thousand five, two thousand eight, you would have looked kind of silly. Like what? Climbing a grease pole? Are you hitting on me right now? <laughs> <laughs> if you are, I'm into it. But then in 2009, as the Phillies prepared for the World Series matchup against the Yankees, Lieutenant Frank Venor had the bright idea to grease them poles. The city was trying to avoid a replay of the Phillies' 2008 World Series victory, which resulted in 76 arrests. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Wild night. That was a wild night. Yeah. Probably the most defining video from that night was a shirtless, shoeless fan climbing onto the arm of a traffic light at Broad and Patterson. While perched in this precarious spot, he was hit in the dome by a bottle of Grey Goose and fell almost two <laughs> stories into the crowd below. That's the other thing. It's like, it's not even like oh, everybody yeah. Everybody wants you to, to climb the pole, but then like as soon as you do, it's just like, I'm just, we're just going to try to hit you in the face with bottles. It's, it's like, anticlimactic. For sure. No, no it's, a, no it's, it's like it's like uh, it's like uh, it's a trick. They're like, oh, yeah, go go climb that pole. That'd be awesome. And then they like just throw shit at you. There's no winning. Well, unfortunately, the Phillies didn't win in 2009. So the poles went unclimbed regardless of how greased they were. <laughs> and uh, Lieutenant Venor. They don't clean it. They just wash away, I guess. Huh? Yeah, they just let the rain wash it away. And uh, Lieutenant Venor's plan for what to do in the event of a city championship uh, got put in a file and went in a drawer and saved for, you know, 10 years later. Right, because they lost. And that's just like, well, we'll deal with that some other time. But then in 2016, the greased pole made its triumphant return to 9th Street, now even higher at 30 foot tall. A sign of the changing times, participants must sign a liability waiver and submit proof that they are at least 18 and take a breathalyzer test before they're allowed to participate. Uh, you're not drunk enough. Come back in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> the greasy pole comeback was very much in the news throughout 2016, so when the Eagles were about to win the 2018 NFC Championship, city officials took notice. In an effort to dissuade fans from scaling the telephone poles, they revisited Lieutenant Venor's plan, and the streets department broke out the Crisco. Uh, that, that's now the standard thing to do. Yeah. Hmm. It's impossible to know how many poles were greased in 2018, as each of the 21 district captains were tasked with identifying hot spots where celebrations were likely to occur in their area. <laughs> district captains weren't required to grease poles, but it was offered to them. So, yeah, take it. I mean, hey, they're they're giving you more more weapons in this fight. Crisco's the, the biggest gun you got. The Crisco cops, or the pole patrol, as they were known, greased <laughs> at least 100 poles beginning at 9 a.m. from Broad and Lombard, making their way towards City Hall, and then a, a, a bit further north. I guess the idea was, at the very least, they would get all of the, uh, all of the center city Broad Street poles to dissuade people... Uh, where they expected it's the just most. Broad Street. It's no other street that needs it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you get all kinds of the, the video I just described from 2008. They were on Patterson because they won. Well, sure, sure, sure. 
So if if you want an ungreased pole, go down a side street to really test your. <laughs> yeah, go down Zito Street. If you climb a pole on, on a little street and no one sees you, does it count? Does it? Does, does it? No. Does it really? If count? if if nobody throws a beer bottle at you, you didn't really. Climb you didn't up really do pole. it. <laughs> <laughs> this is such like uh, I I know I keep saying it but this is so stupid it's <laughs> such a stupid thing that is like only like mm, i mean mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Uh, like other if san diego won for instance like they wouldn't be greasing their poles no right? I, I googled it other cities do not do this no <laughs> yeah and I, I i also think it's like like i said it's the they call it the streisand effect is like the because it's just like when you're like, hey, don't do this thing. And it's just like, of course, people are going to want to do it. Even they're going to make a point to go out and do it just to be like, fuck you. <laughs> you're not the only one who thought so. Assistant coach Deuce Daly said, quote, you're actually inviting fans when you say you can't of do course. it. Because our fans, the way they think is if you tell them they can't go up there, it just makes them think, OK, how can I get up there? They'll find a way to do it. End quote. Deuce. Deuce knows. He knows. He understands the mind. He understands. That's why he's he gets Philly, dude. He, he gets it. He understands what a champion, you know, what exists in the heart of a champion. They can't be stopped. Greece isn't going to stop somebody. Greece. And the Eagles did win, and no amount of lard uh, was enough to keep the fans down. So city officials switched to hydraulic grease for the night of the 2018 Super Bowl. They had that. They, they were working on it in like a lab and shit. <laughs> That's where all the city's tax money went. Sorry, schools. We don't have enough, but the grease is really strong this year. <laughs> right. So the Eagles won the uh, the NFC championship and now they're off to the super bowl so the city officials they put hydraulic grease on the poles and at this point the police and the streets department were pretty sure of themselves and they put out a full press blitz to let everyone know that there was no way these poles could be climbed that's so like it's one thing to do it just Prove in case it. <laughs> it, it, it's one thing to like do it in case somebody does it but then to like put out a press release and be like See, no one's climbing. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's like at the end of a movie where it's like the bad guy is like, now that I'm about to kill you, let me give you a five minute monologue on what my plan was. And it's like, dude, come on. This is never going to end well. <laughs> well, I think, uh, you know, like you just said, the Streisand effect uh, took place. And that's how this tradition gained national notoriety in broader media, because uh, local media was highlighting the 9th Street tradition as a reason the authorities struggled to discourage the climbers. That's the other thing is, well, like, dude, they it's literally a contest for decades to, to who can climb the grease poles. It's like, we're literally experts. This is like a super specific <laughs> thing. No other city is an expert in, but except us. And that are just like, you better not climb that pole. This, t- this pole you can't climb. Mm. This pole's off limits. They're going to start putting barbed wire around them eventually. This good. But this is ECW town. People are just going to climb right through it, dude. <laughs> That's a good point. <coughs> There's nothing they can do. I Like, e- even if it's like we're putting lasers, like the like some 
somehow people will figure out how to lasers. like lasers. Like, like they'll figure it out how to climb this pole. That's ingenuity. City's beautiful, man. People here are amazing. Only in this, though. <laughs> <laughs> Only certain things, though. Only in this specific. Like this. We're the best at. So We're I guess the, the lesson, <laughs> the lesson from this, or the takeaway from this episode, is that greased pole climbing should be an Olympic sport so that Philadelphians can participate uh, and dominate. Italy supports this. I, uh, I I think it's really funny. I like the idea of like the Italian Olympic uh, Committee every year bringing it up at the uh, at the meeting, being like, uh, you know, uh, I know I mention it every year, but uh, what about um, greased pole climbing? I'm just saying, greased pole climbing. And everyone's like, sure, we can vote on that, and they all vote no again. But but maybe this year America votes yes. Maybe this year yeah. we could be like like the it. like the Kelly family, but with climbing greased poles. Greased <laughs> It's a dynasty. A dynasty. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not into rowing. We're into pole climbing. Greased pole climbing. We climb poles, all right? Okay, that's pretty much all there is to know about Philly's greasy pole. Please check out our website, www.southfellini.com. That's S-O-U-T-H-F-E-L-L-I-N-I.com for cool Philly-inspired merch. Swing by our store, 1507 East Pashunk Avenue. We're open Thursday through Sunday. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at South Fellini everywhere. We just relaunched our YouTube, also at South Fellini. Uh, follow along and join in the conversation. We want to hear from you. Have you ever greased a pole? Have you ever climbed a greased pole? DM us your greasy pole picture. <laughs> Look out for new episodes of the podcast every Monday. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Get boosted. Go in dry and come out soggy.